Hi, and welcome to the Finding Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Kay Sky Donner, and in this podcast, I want to inspire you to step out of your comfort zone, go after your dreams, and lean into what makes you uniquely you. I am going to empower you to take bold action and to embody your most confident self. Let's step into our power together. Hello, guys. Oh my gosh, I am recording this on my phone right now. Never have recorded an intro on my phone before, but it feels good. It feels like I'm just calling a friend. (laughs) Anyways, I apologize for any roosters or noise in the background. I am in my villa in Bali, and as you can probably hear, it's a little bit chaotic out there. I am so excited for this week's episode. It's actually a repost from an interview I did with a dear friend, and now she's actually my client, Kelly. She is the host of One Bad Habit Podcast, and you guys, I'm going to leave it in the show notes because if you're looking for a new podcast, this is the one you need to go to. She's incredible. She is just so open, so vulnerable, gives so many good tips. She's now certified life coach as well and overall it's probably the best interview I've ever had I just felt immediately comfortable and seen and heard and loved so I think you're going to hopefully love it as much as I did I talk a lot about messy action and just like going for it I also talk about one of my goals we recorded this months ago and the goal was that I wanted to spend at least a summer in Bali and now sitting here in Bali in my villa recording this intro I've just got chills it's like a full circle moment so it was just cool re-listening to it and just hearing you know from my past self really you know feeling so much gratitude for her for putting in the work to get me here and just a lot of good reminders overall. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and make sure to check out Kelly's podcast. I'm actually going to have her on my podcast soon and interview her because she's got a wonderful story and she is a new coach in the world and I want people to see her, find her, work with her because she is going to change lives. Okay guys, without further ado, here is the episode. Hi, K-Sky. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. I've been counting down the days. Thank you for having me. Of course. I mean, I know we kind of spoke before the call, but you are such an expander for me. I remember, I think you, you actually posted on one of your stories some goals you helped your clients reach and how happy it made you and I just received a ping and I was like oh my god I want that to be my life that is amazing like hearing some of those testimonials and so that's why I signed up to get my certification in life coaching so I'm excited to learn more about that from you today about how you're helping so many people and also about 12 week finding your power course that you're deep in right now and how you're helping those women achieve their goals. Thank you so much. I I mean, first of all, that's the best compliment to think someone saw a post of mine or one of my stories, and then that inspired them to take bold action in the journey of following their passion or their dream or just trying something new, really. But yes, my clients are 
they're like my besties. Honestly, that's the only way to describe it. And their success is truly my success. I There's no other way to explain it. Even my client will like message me some sort of win or they achieve some goal. And I swear it happened to me too. I like have the full body chills and I'm just like celebrating with my whole family. So yeah, it, it's a really fun job in that way. I just think it's so beautiful that you get to be a part of their journey. It's a special place as, as a coach and I don't know. And I, I, I'm excited to at one day, like be where you are now. Cause it's so inspiring to see how you're leading and how you are a leader in so many aspects of your life. I know like little bits about you and your story. It's so interesting to me, I guess for the audience, for background, like I know that, you know, you were in real estate before and you also like started a clothing business with your brother and a travel business. And I'm trying to think of what, what other things you've done in your <laughs> short lifetime. I'm like, holy shit, that is so amazing. I It seems like you have this knack of like, oh, I'm just going to take action or I'm just going to figure that out. Is that something that you've always had or is that something that like, there was a moment one day where you developed that or had an aha? I think I've been very lucky in the fact and very privileged in the fact that my parents have always just instilled in me the fact that I can really do anything I want. And from a young age, I have been very persistent, which you know, my mom and dad didn't always love, but it's worked out for me in other ways. And I think I just know that I can always come back to what I'm doing right now if I fail or if something doesn't work out exactly the way I want it. So I've always been okay taking bigger risks. I, I don't even know if they're really risks. I'm the type of person who my career, my job, something that I'm going to be in every single day, I have to be so passionate about. Otherwise, I feel really sad. And some people they don't have to have a career that lights them up and they can find that sort of passion outside of work and hobbies and, and other things. But for me, I really like to just throw myself fully into whatever I'm doing. So I've always kind of followed that fire. And yeah, I started by creating a travel company with my cousin when I was, I think around 21. And that just came from the fact that we were traveling a bunch and I was running out of money. And so many people were reaching out to me like, how are you doing this? And I was like, oh my gosh, this could be a business. I could help people like feel safe and take their first trip across the country. And then I dove into running a restaurant with my husband There's just been so many crazy things, but the most recent one was I became a real estate agent. And during that time, I helped my brother start clothing labels. So I was running the label and he was the face of it. And through that, that's where I just found that real estate wasn't filling me up. And the connection that I was having with all these women when I was running this clothing label, that was like, whoa, this magic moment of where it just felt so aligned and I could no longer stay in the real estate. Even if that meant I was taking a massive pay cut or there wasn't going to be as much of, I don't know, stability or I didn't see a particular roadmap laid out for me. It was scary. I don't want to ever downplay that, but it was just at some point you're just like, it's too painful to stay here. I just have to jump. 
and know that I can come back if I need to. So I think it's always been in me to really take risks and step outside of my comfort zone because if we're not doing that, we're not growing and we're staying very stagnant. And I don't like to be stagnant. You know, I like to move and go and yeah. That's incredible. That's just a testament to your internal trust muscle, Mm -hmm. like being able to lead with that and to go with what feels authentic to you and really listen to that intuition. When you took the risk of you saw these women, you're like, okay, this is what I really want to do. As you were going through that process of that transition, how was that trust muscle always there, like through that movement of taking that risk or taking that pay cut? Or did things come up where you had to kind of keep reaffirming yourself of the journey because it was unknown? And how did you work through that? So when I was in real estate and I was at the same time doing the clothing label, And my brother decided that he wanted to shut down the label to focus on his music. And I felt this like this, it was like a feeling of dread or fear bubble up because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it was so much more than a clothing label. Like we were running um, courses within this label, how to build confidence and really step into who you are. And we were helping like hundreds of women just really own own who they were at their core and get past like all of these barriers that were holding them back. So that's was more than a clothing label. It's when I explain it, it's kind of hard, but um, that's why it led me to the coaching. But when he wanted to dissolve that to focus on his music, I completely understood, but I felt this feeling of dread, like, oh my gosh, what's next for me? I don't want to be in real estate, but the money is so good. And I mean, I don't know if you know much about like the housing market right now and during the pandemic, but it was booming. It still is like, I swear a symptom of COVID is buy a house. (laughs) It's like (laughs) buy a house, have a baby, get a puppy. No, it's like everyone is trying to buy a house, have a baby, get a puppy. And so it was just a hard decision in the fact that I was definitely afraid of I was definitely afraid of taking a giant pay cut because I wasn't sure if I'd be able to support myself through this dream of helping other women. That's the true and honest answer. But I hit this, it was almost like a breaking point. I've always been a very happy person and I'm I'm very lucky in that way. It might just be a belief of mine now that I've gotten deeper into self-development. I think I developed a core belief at a very young age that I was a happy person. And so I kind of reaffirmed that to myself all the time. But I remember when the clothing label dissolved and I was just in real estate, I hit this point where I just felt very depressed and it was a very new feeling for me. And it was interesting because I wasn't really sure how to cope with it. And so that's when I found Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I know that your podcast is all about habits and I love your podcast. So what's really interesting is the way I kind of came out of this depressive moment was by building habits that were supporting my future self. And so I really wanted to scale back and see like, you know, okay, I'm in real estate right now, but where do I want to go? And who do I need to be to get to that girl? Who do I need to be to step into that version of myself? And so I did a two-week reset for myself. I have no idea how I thought of that. I just I just thought, I don't know where it came from. 
<laughs> but I like was so strict on it. I took off two weeks of work and which I know not everyone can do. So I was very privileged to be able to do that. And I talked to my husband and just said, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no this these next two weeks. And I'm working on my mind, my body and my spirit. And I'm going to do all of these habits and I'm going to get myself together because I'm stepping into this higher version of myself. That's what I told him. And he is just used to me being kind of like all over the place crazy. And he's like, you go girl. Like, you know, it's totally fine. So I had that support, which was good. So during that time, that's when I realized, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I want to get certified. I didn't realize that I could be paid to do life coaching. I want to get certified. And that's when I found Chelsea, who I invested in as my first business mindset coach, where I met you. And and so those that two weeks brought me so much clarity that I just knew that even though I was afraid, I was so tapped into my intuition. I was so tapped into my higher self by limiting all these distractions, adding in all these habits that there was just no other way for me. So yes, it was scary, but it it would have been scarier to stay in the same place. And I kept affirming to myself, I can always come back. I know how to make this amount of money. I know how to have these friends. I know how to live in this apartment. I know how to work in real estate. I can do this again. It's it's like now or never. I might as well trust myself and go for it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'll learn something and I'll come back to real estate. So that was how I kind of made that leap. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's so vulnerable and also eye-opening I think a lot of the times I feel like social media and everything else is Mm. such a highlight reel of, okay, like we're doing this now. Like I quit my job and now I'm making six figures Mm. and life is Mm. good. And I'm like, did you do that? I know. (laughs) That sounds, you know, there's, there's so much stuff that happens behind the scenes. And I think even though I know people like shit on Instagram being a highlight reel, I think some of that stuff is private moments for ourselves to kind of work through. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's so hard because I think it's just whatever you're comfortable sharing, I guess, is your decision. For me, it, it's such a hard topic because this is how I, I don't want to let, I don't want to post if I'm having like a horrible week because I have so many clients who, who count on my support and it's not that I don't want them to know I struggle because I let them know I do struggle and I let them know how I get over things, but I don't want them to ever feel like they can't come as their full, like totally just like emotional selves because they're worried about me and my emotional world. Because for some reason, when I get on a coaching call, it's like nothing else matters. I'm not even feeling the way I was feeling before. I'm totally zoned in. So that's maybe a reason I don't share quite as much my lower moments, but that's not to say I don't have them because I definitely still do. But yeah, it's interesting. What is your, what are your thoughts on, on that? I I kind of feel the same as you. I think there are some things where maybe I'll share, but also kind of stepping into this realm of wanting to do coaching or seeing exactly what it is I want to be seen because sometimes I'm like I don't know what my takeaways are from this I I don't Mm. know exactly what I'm going to do yet when hardships come up so it feels sometimes disingenuous to share I just feel like I'm raining on people's parade when I want I guess I want them to know what I've learned from it and not just what's happened which that's just 
you know, something personal for me. Cause sometimes when I see, I guess people on social media, like people film themselves crying and I see it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's so beautiful that they've gone from, it's usually like a transformational video from this moment of true sadness to this moment of true awakening. And then I, (laughs) I'm going to be real with you. I don't want to offend anyone because I see people film themselves crying. And I'm like, when I'm like full in the depths of meltdown crying mode, I'm not like, oh, let me just film myself crying right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not either. That's the last thing from my mind. But maybe if that's, you know, your job every day, you're, that's just always in your head. I, I don't know. But yeah, I think Gosh. that people cope differently when to document that moment. I do understand it. It's just when I'm full cry, like I'm just in my room. There is no cameras on me. I don't look cute. It's 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 not yes. a, it's not a moment. Um, <laughs> so I'd say that that is that is my take. I felt like that was really roundabout. But I see what you're saying. I I think that that is helpful since you are a coach of I am here to help you and mm. it's not about like me bringing my stuff to you it's about me creating a sacred and safe space for you to come to me. Yeah, I think I always try and think before I post like what would my clients feel about this? You know, how would my clients feel if I was to hop on a call with them after this because all of my clients, like I said, they're like my besties. I, of course they know I struggle, but my job is to hold space for them and to show up as the best version of myself. And even in saying that, like, I don't even share my highest highs either. You know, like I'm not sharing my highest highs on Instagram and I'm, or social media, and I'm not sharing my lowest lows, but I think there is something really beautiful about being able to learn the lesson and come back and now I can share the story about how I was in this depressed, you know, state when the clothing label dissolved and I was feeling like, oh my gosh, suffocating. And now I can talk about it and share my experience on it. And it still is a little bit like, oh, like, I don't know how someone might react to it, but because I'm not going through it, it feels easier maybe to share now and it's not going to affect anyone. So When you went through that experience of doing your two-week reset, you said it provided a lot of clarity and you were able to take that time for yourself to say, okay, like, what do I really want out of my life? What, What type of woman do I really want to work towards becoming and live in that? During that two-week reset, changing your habits and your setting aside time, what felt the most transformative during that time? Was it just the fact that you had time back? Were there other factors leading into that two-week reset that helped get you aligned? And then I might have another question depending on your (laughs) (laughs) So yes, basically right before I did the two-week reset, I tried to fix this feeling in another way. And the way I tried to fix this feeling, I was like, I'm going to go stay in a five-star hotel in Atlanta with my husband. We're going to have a sexy, romantic, fun, vibey weekend. We're just going to stay in the hotel, get room service, swim, work out, and I'm going to journal and I'm going to read and like do all of this. So we check into the hotel and I was just, honestly, I was just sad the whole time. I just was disappointed. I was sad. I didn't recognize myself. And my husband is an angel on earth. I can't even explain him any other way. He's so patient, so kind, just kind of allowing me to process and be. And so that 
when I got home, that's when I decided, case guy, enough is enough. If this five-star weekend is not going to fix things, there's a deeper problem. This is not on a superficial level. There's something going on. So that's how I kind of decided to do this reset. And I was so strict with myself, I will say. There was no excuses that were going to be made this week. I was taking this two weeks and I was going to really... So I'll give you an example. Absolutely didn't watch any TV, no social media. I hardly even picked up my phone. I was like, if I'm going to take this time, this time is going to be for me. So automatically, when you just put your phone up for two for two weeks, like I did not get on my phone. And... No TV, because that's a way I used to numb myself, I, I realized, is I would eat and watch TV, and that was a perfect sequence of like not feeling my feelings. I did not do that, and I you know, made a meal plan for myself, but it was all really abundant, healthy, like rich brain foods, things that were going to fuel my body, make me feel good. It wasn't restrictive or anything like that. It wasn't limited. It was just really an abundance of delicious, healthy food. I journaled, meditated, anything you can think of wellness wise, I did. (laughs) And I was just, it was such a non-negotiable. I got sun, I got out in the sunshine, I read. And so I think it was that no excuse, like very disciplined two weeks that really like, I want to say after three days, I had so much clarity. It was unreal. And it's just because I got rid of all the distractions that were just constantly like, you know, we might feel stressed or we might feel this emotion come up, but do we ever deal with it? Because we're just constantly like distracted or numbing it in some way. And that's fair enough for protecting ourselves. Right. But for me, I just had hit this rock bottom moment and I mean, I hate even saying rock bottom because I know I shouldn't compare my story to anyone else's, but for me, it's like, okay, case guy, you're working in real estate and that was really stressful and a few other things are going on, but like, is this really a rock bottom moment? But that's what it, that's what it did feel like for me. That's kind of how I got out of it, just with extreme discipline and, you know, implementing these habits and making time for them and just really committing to myself. That's powerful. It's so hard in today's world to take away distractions Mm -hmm. and to be on the other side of, wow, when you really take those things away, how much it can transform your life, but also to be able to just hear what your needs are and know what you're feeling. So when you did that reset, would you say this is kind of maybe the spark, like full circle moment of how you wanted to do the finding your power program that you're teaching right now? Or was that something that kind of when you were getting your certification and and going deeper after that two-week reset that started to evolve? Because I know just from seeing some of your promotional videos that you've taken like everything that you've learned in your life right now and like really poured that into the 12-week program. Yeah, I mean, so the course is basically this six step formula to how I completely feel like I truly stepped into my power. And what I mean by that, stepping into my power, is really living in alignment with who I am and really figuring out what it means to be me and to be bold and to be brave and to just like feel good in my body and with what I'm doing with my life. And so 
the this two week reset 100% plays a huge part in the course because so for instance the very first module in the course the first step is changing your state because I feel like in order for us to be able to even hold this higher vision for ourselves to be able to even dream big we have to be able to get ourselves into a peak state emotionally physically like we have to be able to pour into ourselves. Otherwise we are just distracted. So that was a huge part of this, this whole reset, you know, inspiring the course. Also, there is a whole module about habits because I am just die hard on habits. Habits transform my life pretty much. So it definitely is very, very inspired, but obviously the more I grow and the more I've learned, I mean, I started my coaching business in May last year, so it hasn't even been a full year yet, which is blows my mind because I feel like I've been doing this for <laughs> longer, but I, I keep tweaking it. I keep tweaking it and changing it as I learn. I keep adding to it. And that's really exciting too, because as I evolve, the course evolves. And I'm so excited because you know all the clients who have purchased the course, invested in themselves in the course, they get the evolving material as well if that makes sense. Like it's not just like one and done, like you get to learn with me as I add things. That's so interesting. I I heard recently that the life coaching profession is maybe about 35 years old, which is so new. And all the material I think like that you and I will both be learning will just be so many new studies, so many new practices That'll be incredible for your clients to be able to just keep learning new ways that they can integrate different methods into their life. I know you're passionate about habits and habits have changed your life. There's so many different methods that I know James Clear talks about in his book to kind of break down the basics around habits and how we can kind of rewire our mindset around our actions. But What are some ways that you were able to create habits and create habits that stuck for you that helped create more balance in your life? I'll give you an example. So for instance, right now, a habit that I, it's, it's completely a habit at the moment, but at the beginning of the year, I decided I wanted to be someone who did hot yoga three times a week. I really just love the way it makes me feel. This is just um, a side note, but yoga is, if anyone is struggling with self-acceptance, body image issues, anything like that, hot yoga is one of the most amazing things I've ever done because it got me out of my head into, into my body and I have learned a whole new level of love and acceptance for myself. But that's like me off on a tangent <laughs> for usual. Anyway, so in order for me to create the habit of going to hot yoga three times a week, what I had to do is I had to create enough pain in my life to basically, so if I was going to avoid going to hot yoga, it needed to, it was going to have to be painful. I wanted to make it painful and I wanted to make going to yoga easy, right? So things I do to make it easy is I would put my yoga mat and my towel in the car. I always keep it in the car. Always. I have mints that I, I love these mints. I don't even know what they're called, but when I go to a yoga class, I'll pop a mint in my mouth before I go. And that just gets me, I know it seems silly, but it's these tiny things. Like it gets me in this 
feeling of, oh, I'm about to move my body. I'm about to sweat. This feels good. I always book in a week ahead. And if I cancel, I have to pay a fee. That's a painful thing. So I don't want to pay the fee to cancel. So I go really early in the morning. So I set my clothes out the night before. That makes it easier. I also keep my alarm clock across the room. So it's painful me having to get up and turn it off. So I'm, I do all these little things to make doing the habit pleasurable and not doing the habit super painful. And that's what works for me. Even right now, I'm trying to get out of the habit of drinking coffee. Okay. I know I'm not supposed to say I'm trying to get out of the habit. I need to affirm that I am, but I'm just having a really hard time doing that because I love coffee so much. It's like, I want to keep room for it to be there a little bit. So I'm like, I'm trying. But anyways, what I've done is I found a replacement for coffee that you know, has a similar look and taste. And I like zhuzh it up with almond milk foam and cinnamon and vanilla extract. And I make it really like a whole vibe, really. And so it makes me enjoy, okay, I'm not having my cup of coffee, but I'm having this really super good replacement. Also having a strong why. I know I'm going all all over the place, but having a strong why has been one of the core things I've learned this year and reviewing it every day. And I know people say that all the time. They're like, read your goals before bed and go over your whys before bed. And I've always been like, okay, like I'll do that once a week, maybe. But I've been doing that and it is a game changer. If you can create enough emotion behind that why and read it before bed and not just like, not just like read it, but like actually be present, tune in, Feel the feeling of you achieving that goal. And this is why, like maybe you want to make a certain amount of money so you can support your family. Maybe you want to eat healthier so that you, whatever the reason is, it needs to just be a very strong why. And for me, that has made all the difference because sometimes we implement these habits and then we're like, why are we doing this again? This is so painful in the moment. So creating that like, that reason you're doing this Yeah, that's been really helpful for me. It's so easy. I agree with you. It's so easy to lose sight of the why because then when we lose sight of it, it's like, what's the point? And making that obvious whatever way, like reviewing it. I just started this week trying to put sticky notes like in my room, this corner of my room. (laughs) So I'm like, Kelly, like this is why you need to do these things. Like remember, remember. But it's powerful. And now you're inspiring with yoga. I actually just started going back to yoga. But when you started to get more in your body, you're saying like self-acceptance and really going through those movements. You know, I feel like yoga is almost like a meditation practice. How has that changed your life in maybe like the coaching aspect or even like that your other habits aspect, has that bled into other areas? Mm, That's a good question. I think when I first started yoga, I didn't really connect these dots, but as I've been doing it, and I'm sure maybe everyone knows this, I just, maybe I didn't know. And this is just my take on it as well. So I know that there's people have different views of the practice, but for me, I show up on my mat, especially in the beginning, show up by myself, in a room of people I don't know, people who have been doing this way longer than me, people who are much better at the practice than I am. If that's even a thing, it's not really a thing, but that's what you think in the beginning, you know? And I show up on this mat 
and I've stepped out of my comfort zone already. So already that's a win. You just going, even if you're in child's pose the whole entire time, that's still a win because you're showing up for yourself. And so that's step one. Also the investment, that's really powerful when you make an investment in your health and yourself in any area. And then when I'm going through this practice, I don't know if you've ever tried hot yoga or if anyone who is listening has, but for me, at least it is freaking hard. And what's so interesting is that the whole time my mind is trying to tell me, just, just go into child's pose, just, just quit. Like you're fine if you quit. And what's really cool about yoga is you're, you're just versing yourself. It's you against you. Right. And I think that's just such a good, um, lesson for life is that not to look around, which I really don't in yoga. I never look around. It's me against me. I'm just trying to battle the thoughts that are in my mind the whole time. And so sometimes I reason with those thoughts and I say, you know what? No, I'm stronger than this. I'm going to push through this sensation. I'm going to push through. I'm going to show myself I can do it. And sometimes I show myself, you know, some love if I'm feeling a little more sore that day and go into a more restful position. But I think it's just so interesting because I've never, I've always been the person to like, just push through it, just push through it. You know, you're, don't be a baby, push through it. Like let's, we're competing, that kind of thing. And yoga has taught me that actually like, it's okay to push through if you want to, but it's also okay to step back and rest. But anyways, so what was so interesting to me is that you, when you go into Shavasana and oh my gosh, I always say the words wrong, but like, I think, I think that was the word, <laughs> the resting pose at the very end, you know, that very end where you're just like, thank the Lord. I'm so happy. I'm in this position. This feels so good. You're so proud of yourself. You're like feeling this love because you showed up for yourself. And what I think is it's like so interesting because after Shavasana, they tell you to turn on your side and they tell you to turn on your side into like a fetal position. And then after you are in the fetal position, you sit up, you cross your legs, you put your hands on your heart, you say a little prayer, you thank yourself, you thank the instructor, you um, and you say namaste or whatever you might say in your practice. And when I really was thinking about it, I was like, this is so much like my life because I step on this mat, I get out of my comfort zone, I invest in myself. And that doesn't mean that once you step out of your comfort zone and that once you invest in yourself, it just gets to be easy. No, it's freaking hard. It's a battle. On the the whole hour on the mat, I am literally battling myself, but I'm present. And I'm and I'm also being super kind to myself. It's very interesting. And then when I lay down on that mat, I feel so good. I feel like, Case Guy, you deserve this rest. Like it is time to rest. And it's so interesting about life because it's almost like you work so hard throughout your life. Some parts of your practice are easy, flowy. Some parts are hard. And then at the end of your life, I want to be able to say, it's okay to rest now. Like this feels good. Like I can look back on my life and think, I worked really hard and I had really good intentions and I showed up for myself. And so now I can lay down and rest. And I just thought that was really beautiful of like the whole cycle of life. And then if you think about laying on your side after and into the fetal position, it's almost like being reborn. And then you stand up and you thank yourself and then you leave and you show up on the mat again and again. And it's just this cycle of life and death. At least this is how I'm interpreting it. I could be completely wrong. (laughs) But it's a lot like that in my regular 
life now or in my real life now and in my business, it's like just because I've stepped out of my comfort zone, just because I've invested in myself, just because I've put in some hard work doesn't mean it's not going to get harder. doesn't mean that it's just going to be this smooth and easy ride. No, I'm going to have to keep pushing myself. But when I get to the place where it is my time, I want to look back and be like, you know what? I did all of these things and it wasn't easy, but I showed up for myself. I showed myself compassion when I needed to, and I pushed myself when I needed to, and now it's just time to rest. And so that's what I've taken from yoga, which I don't, (laughs) I could just be like, I don't know if that makes sense, but here we are. That, that honest, that made me emotional, (laughs) (laughs) emotional that I have. I've never heard that comparison before, but you it's you said it beautifully and you know looking at yoga and being someone who has done yoga and hot yoga, hot yoga is so hard. I I've never thought of like that the ending of it as really this metaphor of like okay, you did all of that, it's time for rest. And that's like a mindset you're saying like you you take into your life of like okay, my life is showing up to the mat. And there's going to be those highs and lows. And I don't know if anyone takes anything out of this episode. I really hope it's that because that's, I keep saying the word powerful for for lack of a better term, but to see life as like you wake up in the morning, you don't know how it's going to be, but it's just trying and learning and focusing on, well, at the end of this, it's like, I did it and I get to rest and cherish the highs and lows throughout that. I feel like that mindset that you've gathered from yoga yoga can help people have grit and like be adaptable of I think it's so easy to get in a fear mindset of, oh no, like this is just how it is. But having that side by side comparison can be like, no, it can be like that for a moment, but then it can go back. I can't say enough that it was that right there was life-changing for me to hear. Oh, I'm glad that resonated. I Sometimes wow. I think these things and I'm like, I don't know if anyone, <laughs> anyone will understand this, but I'm just going to throw it out there. But yeah, that's it's been really life-changing for me. Like it really has been, I mean, just a catalyst to honestly just acceptance, which I think is what we all need. Acceptance, surrendering, just like accepting ourselves in the moment we're in and that nothing is forever and that's okay, right? Like it's okay. And just to be here, be here now and to experience what we experience and to not be so hard on ourselves. I know it's so, it's so easy to get caught up in how we're supposed to live life and who we think we're supposed to be. And to get quiet, I think with either it's like a yoga practice or doing a two-week reset can really help see our needs and I guess give ourselves more grace. Mm, Yeah. I know that it is almost time. I don't know if you have a hard stop or not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't actually. (laughs) I'm scheduled play. I'm like, I never know. You know, I'm just going with the flow, just marking this off in my calendar. (laughs) Do you mind if I have maybe like two more questions for you? Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of pivoting. So I know you've really taken on the TikTok world this year. Oh my gosh. And because you 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 have such an entrepreneurial background, but I know that social media is like a new way. I say newer way, 
businesses are doing sales, promoting themselves, and it can be a vulnerable experience and kind of a just a new experience to try new things and, and learn new things. How has that journey been for you? Um, I guess for the audience, how, how many followers do you have now? I know it was like, your goal was like 10k, but now you have like 15, 20k. Yeah, I set a goal this year to get 10k followers on TikTok. And I think I, I hit 20k a few days ago, because I have a TikTok. I don't know if maybe coach would be the word. She basically helps me with strategy and things like that. It's Georgia and I'm happy to, I mean, you know, Georgia, so you could link her in the show notes if anyone needs a TikTok strategist coach. But yeah, I hit 20K a few days ago, which just blows my mind because it's such a, it's such a beautiful community too. Everyone is so nice and uplifting. And that really surprised me as well, because I know People are scared to almost put themselves out there because you could get a lot of hate, I guess. But there's just been nothing but love, really, which has been so nice. So when building this community, I love your videos, by the way. Thank you. Um, so and I'll I'll link like your obviously all your information in the show notes. But when you were starting to do that. Did you already have some of those ideas of how you wanted to relate or be with your audience? How did you get to that point of, okay, like this is truly what I want to share and what feels authentic for my audience? So just to be 100% transparent and completely honest, like Georgia is such a huge help. She kind of, the reason I wanted to hire someone to help me with my social media is because my least favorite part of my job, and uh, I hate even saying this, but it is honest, is social media. It's like my least favorite part. My favorite part of my job is talking to my clients, which is actually great, right? Because that's what I'm getting paid to do. And like, that is my job. I'm coming to like it more and more. And, you know, first having a mentor, having someone who has grown an audience before and knows kind of the strategy behind a platform is really, really helpful. And investing in that was a really good decision. And if you are thinking about building like a community on TikTok, I would highly suggest Georgia. She's been my best investment in myself this year, really and truly. And she's also so much more than just strategy. She's really helped me with my mindset around being seen. That was something that was really hard for me, showing up and being seen on TikTok. Now I'm like, (laughs) I show up looking very disheveled at times. And that's kind of the practice, I think. That's the growth in it is that now I just show up as all versions of myself, all the facets looking really beautiful at some points, looking like I just woke up at others. And that's been a really, really helpful for my growth. But so Georgia would sit me down and since she was already my friend, she already knew kind of what I, what I stood for. She knew my mission. She knew my heart. I also coach her through things. So she already kind of understands me on a very deep level when she would pitch me basically ideas on how I could use the platform. And her idea was actually to do an ego versus higher self. And I have no idea how she thought of that or where she, if she saw it somewhere. I've never seen another one, but I'm not on the app that much. That was her idea. And she said, do you think that you could take a video of yourself meditating and think of an ego statement and a higher self statement? 
And I was like, yeah, of course. And so I started thinking of all these different egos versus higher self. So for instance, really the way I think about it is it's a limiting belief, a belief that's limiting you in some way. And then you're like a higher belief or a belief that is going to empower you, right? Because some of the higher self is still ego, I will say. I will call myself out on that. (laughs) If you really like get into it, you could still say, well, that higher self is still, that's still a little bit of ego in there. But anyways, so it's really like your limiting beliefs, your disempowering beliefs, and your empowering beliefs. And so I wrote out a bunch of them and I started we started posting it and it just took off and it's just something so easy to replicate. And people were like, I've never thought about it this way. And wow, thank you so much. Please keep posting. And that gave me motivation to keep posting because I was like, wow, this is having a big effect on people's mental health. I can see how many people are saving it. And that gave me the motivation to keep going. And then also I will respond to comments with videos and do like little mini coaching sessions. That was really a test to being seen, but it's just practice. It's like, it's never easy stepping out of your comfort zone. It really isn't in my opinion, at least for me and my experience, but it does get easier. Like even this podcast coming on a podcast, I still get nervous. I'm still like, oh my gosh, I, I just need to step out of my comfort zone. I just need to like be a little brave right now because if one person hears this and it, something clicks, like that is my mission. So that's, goes back to having that strong why, I guess. <laughs> Your videos, it, it's one, Georgia is amazing. But also seeing all the those reworks, not everyone gets that in their day to day. Seeing the community grow and even seeing like some of you're saying your mini coaching videos, I think that's a struggle for me is like being seen. And that's something that I'm trying to work on this year with social media because I agree with you. Social media is like my least <laughs> favorite thing. So I'm like, how can I make this an empowering experience instead of one that is stressful? <laughs> and so like, I just feel you on the rework of that. But yeah, I'll definitely link George's, George's information in the below. Well, I wanted to – can I ask you something? Yeah, you can ask me something. So are you still struggling right now with showing up? And what what part, are, what part of showing up on social media are you exactly struggling with? I feel overwhelmed with sometimes creating it or like setting aside the time. I still work full-time. And so creating – the time and space for that or like really sitting down and going through things. And I think also seeing what do I really want my true message to be or like how much effort do I do I want to put into different things since I feel like I'm still starting out like, okay, I have my podcast account and I have my one bad habit at a time Instagram account, but creating like a lot of those slides with tips, I decided that maybe I want to steer away from. And so in this moment, I'm trying to see what is really authentic and what do I want to create? So I think it's, I don't feel super clear. And Mm -hmm. so that's why in some ways right now it feels a bit more difficult. While in December, I was really trying to ramp up everyone who already followed me of like, this is really going to be dedicated to habits this month and like pumping out all that information. And then once the podcast launch, it's been more podcast focused. But now that the podcast is live, things are happening, I feel like now there's time for some other type of transition of content. And so I'm trying to see what that is and what can I realistically show up for and do. 
Mm. Um, but there's been so much happening in my life that I'm like, I, uh, I don't know mm. when to put that time aside. Yeah, it is. It is hard to figure out, especially if you have so many ideas, which way do I go or what do I share? And how can I even like set aside the time to do this if it doesn't feel completely authentic or maybe authentic is not the right word, but just like completely done or completely thought out. But for me, it's just the messy action, you know, just like taking the first step and it's okay if it's not perfect, because let me just tell you, I am like the, I guess this is, I'm the best at taking imperfect action, which I don't think is really something to brag about, (laughs) but it's definitely helped me start because starting is the hardest part. I want everything to be perfect. I want my website to be perfect. And I want my, and then I just realized, well, I'm never going to start. I'm never going to show up if everything's going to be perfect because it'll never be perfect to me. But I can completely relate to what you're saying. Imperfect action is a testament to your story, but I think a really strong takeaway because we won't know how to figure out anything unless, like you're saying, we just take messy action and go for it. And I guess that's really the only only way to learn. Because I think even let's say if we took perfect action, I still think that there would still be things to learn. Like Mm. even if we think it's the most ideal action we could ever take. Um, Mm. And I guess even speaking of what you said earlier, oh, like my clients will always have like new material to come back to that I'm ever learning. I, I feel like that's the same with, with action. Like it'll always evolve on like what perfect even means. Yeah, that's so true. And something that really helped me get past myself and get past this fear of failure, this fear of not being quote unquote perfect was I read somewhere that most, the most successful people that you read about have failed hundreds of more times than you have. And that's because they have put in the action. They have put in the work. They've put themselves out there. They've tried new things and they've failed. And they've, and like, I don't personally really believe in failure because at least in my life, like I fail a lot, right? Like I make lots of mistakes, but I get up and I take something from it and I learn. And I always go into things with a really beautiful intention. And that's something I am proud about myself of. So, you know, if I am trying something new or diving into something, it's always with a beautiful intention behind it. And if it doesn't work out, like I wanted it to, or if it fails, I either think, okay, well, what can I learn from this? How can I change this? or make this better? And what is my next step? Because if you're not taking action, then you're staying in your, the same place. And for me, that's just really scary because I want to grow and I, and I want to bring people up with me, you know? And so sometimes that means just embarrassing yourself a little bit on social media, which I 100% have. <laughs> like I really have. I have had people in my family message me like, what in the world? What in the world are you doing? I'm cracking up at every one of these stories and videos. And it's just, it is what it is, right? If you're happy within, if you're like, okay, within, then it's easier to put yourself out there. But you just, you just have to start really, because someone somewhere is going to think differently than you and not like what you're putting out. And that's just going to be okay. You know? Oh, I love that. That's hilarious. Also, oh my gosh, my family does the same thing to me sometimes. They're like, what? 
why are you live? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm trying to show someone something. <laughs> something, speaking of, of failure, I just wanted to share this with you. I, I don't remember who said it, but I saw something, someone's speech, and I guess her dad growing up would ask her, okay, honey, like, what did you fail at today? Aww. And like, that was like a question in the, in the household like at dinner, instead of like, what did you do well? Or what were your wins? And her dad would always say like, if you didn't fail at something, that means you didn't take a risk and you didn't try. You don't know until you take a chance. And so they would always talk about their failures in the household. And he'd be like, good for you. Like you tried, what did you learn from it? And it's such a rework. And even what you're saying about messy action, if we don't fail, then we're we're stagnant because we're not trying. I love that. Yeah. I was I like, I want to do that with my kids. Like, I know, I'm like, family. I want to do that with my clients. I mean, my clients know, obviously, totally okay to mess up or things to not go the way you perceive them to. I honestly think sometimes it's a blessing as well when you mess up or something doesn't go the way you want it to and it feels so heavy, like you didn't get the job you wanted or someone didn't sign up for your program or I don't know, you get rejected on a first date, whatever it is. It's like, but actually if you can reframe that and think I, I'm here right now, but I can't see the bigger picture yet. And one day when I'm in the future and I'm looking back at this moment, it's all going to make sense that the dots are going to connect. And something I've been really thinking about lately and sharing with my clients is I try to think of myself as an arrow. And so like, if you're thinking about a bow and arrow, every time you fail, every time you mess up, you're being pulled back, right? You're being pulled back. You're being pulled back. You're being pulled back. It feels horrible. Like you're falling backwards, each rejection, each mess up, each embarrassment, whatever it is. But if you can keep your focus on where you're trying to go, which is that bullseye, the moment your hand, that hand releases, that's all of that that has pushed you back is actually what's going to propel you forward. And if you can keep your focus, because if your focus is off, then you're going to shoot straight up or straight to the ground. But if you can keep your focus in that like faith, then it's all going to make sense when you hit that bullseye. And that's what I've been talking to my clients some about because some of them are going through hard things or have gone through really tough moments. And they're looking back now and being like, oh my gosh, no wonder this had to happen. This is what propelled me to make the change. This is what propelled me to throw myself out there. This is what propelled me to really step into who I want to be. And I just think that's a really, really powerful way to think about it. I I love that metaphor, that imagery is powerful, like you said, of knowing that it really is not all just happening for no reason at all. I don't know, to trust that we're still going some somewhere. Wow. All I can say is, wow. I'm going to ask you one last question. I'm, I'm so excited for this episode because you've said so many amazing things. Oh, I think you. you really are going to change lives. It's been really awesome to see like I've had some guests on and their friends will message them wow like I didn't know that or oh. this was my takeaway I just think it will be really life-changing for for some people but I guess the last question of the hour is what are some goals that you have coming up that you're excited about and small ways you're working towards them okay so let me think so my first goal, which I already kind of mentioned, is to stop drinking as much coffee. And I kind of already walked through how I was doing that. So I'll give you another one. My 
big goal that I'm like trying to manifest right now and bring into my life is I really want to spend the U.S. summer in Bali. I love Bali. I haven't been in a few years because of the pandemic. It's where I used to run my travel company. Like I used to take trips there. And because I'm building this remote business, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I want to get out there. I want to travel. I want to go somewhere where I feel just really abundant and alive, like the best version of myself. And I always feel like that in Bali. So that is one thing I'm trying to do right now is manifest a summer in Bali. And I think that it's going to be a, a big summer of growth. So I'm excited for my clients as well, because I'm sure they will <laughs> be riding along on that journey. But the the things I'm doing to, I guess, make this trip happen is it's really just messy action, making sure that I'm up to date with all of the pandemic protocol, making sure that I am budgeting so that I can afford to take myself on this trip, making sure that like, for instance, certain things don't seem like they're working out. Like the place I, two places I wanted to stay, I'm no longer able to stay there. And so it's like keeping that faith that, okay, something better is coming. And then what else? I guess my last goal is to, I've been meal prepping lately and it's been, okay, I know people don't love to meal prep and I don't love it either, but it's been a game changer in my mental health because I don't have to think about like needing to go to the grocery store every day or like what I'm going to cook tonight. And so I've been meal, meal prepping Monday through Fridays, just like on Monday or Sunday night, I'll meal prep for the whole week for my husband and myself. And that's just setting aside time on Sunday to do the grocery shopping, pick out the recipes, make sure I'm getting all the nutrition that my body will require and setting aside the time to actually cook the food, which takes takes some time, like four hours sometimes. Oh my gosh. But that is such an investment in my health and like my mental health as well. So I guess those are my, my goals is to stay off coffee, get to Bali for the summer and I guess stay consistent with the meal prep. Those are great goals. I, I'm trying to explore meal pep, prepping myself just because just because of the weekly time saver altogether. So good. It's yeah. so good. Unless you're unless you're prepping, then you're like, why am I doing this? <laughs> That's why you have to have that strong why. <laughs> and then throughout the week, just grabbing it out of the fridge and like heating it up or zhuzhing it up with some, I don't know, sauce. You're done. Oh, it just you feel so thankful that you did that for your past self. Thank you so much, past case guy. No, exactly. You're like, oh, blessed be. I don't have to like do this right now. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I guess let the people know where to find you. And I'll also link it in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've had a really nice time and you've made me feel so, so, so comfortable, which is so nice to feel. And hopefully someone got something out of this. If you did, please send me a message. I would love to hear from you. So the easiest way to get in touch with me is on Instagram and it's just Case Guy Donner. If you want to check out my TikTok, it's Coach Case Guy. And I, right now, my 12 week course is full, but I'll probably be opening it back up in a few months. So if you want to get on the wait list, you can send me a DM or you can go to my website, which is just caseguidehonor.com. But I would love to hear from you. Perfect. Well, 
Thank you again. Have a great rest of your Friday and weekend and talk soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.